We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this not-so-special edition of the Oxford Exile Podcast. Chase Parham, somewhere in Missouri right now, about 50 miles outside of Springfield. I am in the car with Ben Garrett. They don't care. Of On3, host of Talk of Champions. No, 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 no. Say the words. Say the Ole Miss spirit. The Ole Miss spirit. My my, my former employer. We are in the car together, so we decided we have a computer, we have a microphone. No, 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 no. We'll talk a little bit. You decided. You decided, sir. Ben is driving. We will uh, have to probably have some direction issues in about 40 miles, but we've got a minute. We're one day from, or actually since, Ole Miss winning the national championship, yes. beating Oklahoma 4-2 to two on Sunday. And Chase acts like he doesn't really love and think is awesome. The Rebels go 10-1 and one in the NCAA tournament. I think they ended up outscoring opponents, was it like 85-55 to 55 or something like that? Sure. You're, look, you're Encyclopedia Brown with all the baseball stuff. I'm not. I don't know. You're probably, yeah, sure. Our experiences in Omaha were totally different, right? I didn't mind to say, look, I turned into a little bit of a fangirl. It was awesome. When is the last time Ole Miss won a national title? Women's golf won last season. No, not that one. I know that's great. And I'm not, yeah, it's great. 1963. Okay. And you're from Amory. You went to Ole Miss. You were the DM sports editor. Even now, like little old ladies around Oxford go, oh, it's Chase, because you're Ole Miss Chase. And you tell me, sir. On the field, we're standing there. You tell them. We're on the field. And they're like, uh, Josh McCoy goes, Ben, you want to take a picture of the trophy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Will I ever get to take a picture with the Ole Miss National Championship trophy ever again? Ever. I say yes immediately. Turn to my friend Chase, my dear friend Chase, and say, Chase, get in here with me. What do you say? I declined that invitation. No, no, no. What did you say? I said uh, that was a bridge too far. A bridge too far. And then, not ten seconds later... From that public shaming of your friend Ben, what did you say to Ole Miss SID Kyle Campbell? I said probably next week. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. saying. So what? What are we doing? Yes, they had whatever with the hits and the RBs. Yeah, sure. Everybody's aware of that by now, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, I mean, like, why did you change your voice too? So I enunciate because I have a ridiculous. No, like, you, I have a you much worse. Pitch. You change your pitch. Oh, do I change my pitch? Yeah, you go from like 
Well, up. Yeah. This is the Oxford Exxon podcast. Okay. You do that. I'm so sure, sure. we did have different different experiences. <laughs> We're just talking. I don't, guys. I, I have no idea. We just if, if you want to listen, great. If you don't, that's fine too. Oh, We're just, we're, they tuned out right when they heard Ben Garrett. Old we've been spirit. we've been fighting over cup holders. Yeah. Um, well, tell them what happened. Tell them what happened. Yeah. So I, right. I'm pretty sure that I had because I we, we made a stop right after we got started, yes. and I went in. I was looking for anything of sustenance. Okay, you're making it too late. Just tell how it happened. So I bought a Yoohoo. Yeah. And I, I had a Yoohoo since I was like eight years old. And I saw it and I'm a little stir crazy. I'm journalized. I've had a lack of sleep. So Why I bought were a you journalized? Yesterday was a pretty crazy Why? day all the way Why? around. No, but look. No, 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 no. Why? Because I almost won a national That's championship of baseball. So That's what I'm saying. Um, I had my YouTube, Yoohoo, not YouTube, Yoohoo. And You're such a corporate brand guy. When. I finished with it. I threw it away. I started accidentally drinking Ben's water That's instead correct. because I had what is I had commandeered the other cup holder correct. as well. So. Correct. Basically, what are street rules? What are like highway rules? You right? each get one cup holder. I'm in the driver's seat. You're in the passenger seat. There's two right here in the between us. You claimed that one with your YooHoo. I did. And I am parched. I I am driving 12 hours today. No, we're making good time. Yeah, we're going to be home early. You are. Ben gets right. gets you home. If you don't want to get home, don't ride with me. It's We've true. talked about this. All right. So I've got my cup holder set up, right? And you being Chase, who dictates everything. Hey, what happened in the press conference with Mike Bianco? Like, before the title, or no, it was after the title. When they won, what happened? Which one? Mike, after the press conference, you go to extend your hand to Mike Bianco uh, to shake his hand. Just to say, congratulations, Five. We've been through a lot. Because you call him Five. We've I been through, by. People, yeah. people get annoyed by that. They do not like me calling I get it. Five. It's ridiculous. A grown man called by a number eight, like from Little League meet. You know, I wore 69 once as a joke. Okay. Anyway, so he stand, extends his hand to Chase. And Mike Bianco doesn't just shake his hand like proper journalistic. No, he pulls Chase in because it's Chase. And he says, I love you, brother. He did not say I that. I love you. He didn't say anything. You and me, Goose. I think he said thank you. You and me, Goose. Okay. I don't even know where we were. Yeah, you're <laughs> rambling. Point being, uh, you got here, what, Monday? Tuesday. Tuesday? Yeah. You got I here Tuesday. Oh, well, that's true. So, Ole Miss was 2-0. and Were you waiting on 2-0? and What was, well, in your head, because you, you wanted to come the whole time, especially if they were going to get here yeah. to see this experience. What was it that clicked and said, okay, I am making the trip? Well, it was the first time that I got to pull the full chuck, right? I, I usually was the guy who had to go cover the stuff and be there, and it was not fun. I just got to parachute in when I wanted to. But, of course, we were at the beach because you plan a beach trip at this time if you're at Ole Miss, right? Sure. If you cover Ole Miss, you love Ole Miss, you plan a beach, they're not going to go. They're not going to Omaha. I'm not trying to be a dick. It's just it's true. Yeah. Right? So we planned a beach trip, and, of course. I'm sorry there's an 18-wheeler next to us. Nothing we can do. Go ahead. You told them we were on the road. Yeah. It's part of the ambiance. Okay, go ahead. So... We were at the beach, and I covered, seriously, covered Ole Miss on a toilet, doing podcasts on a toilet, and I got stir-crazy because it was friggin' awesome. The way they ran through Coral Gables, like the mo- I think what the turning point of the whole postseason was that 2-1 win over Miami. Sure. Because that's the first time we're like, oh, are they being serious, really? If you lose that's a 2-1 one get one game, they're not winning because you know they would not have you come back through that losers. Right, game. right. So when that happened, you're like, oh, God, it's getting serious, right? So they go to Hattiesburg, and I'm thinking, like, they've already exercised so many demons with this stuff. Then they go to Hattiesburg against a team that's just the worst. I mean that in the most affectionate way possible. They're the worst outside of state fans. No, Arkansas. Tennessee fans. Didn't we decide that earlier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tennessee fans are the worst. Yeah. 
Um, but our buddy Matt Lowry actually told me a horror story that I need to tell you about. Not now. But they're fans, okay. Okay. So, they go there and they run through that. I mean, dominated them. So I'm itching. I don't like the beach anyway. Emily drags me. My wife, my wonderful, beautiful wife, we celebrated 12 years of marital bliss on Sunday as Ole Miss is winning the national title. You tell me not to be emotional? Yeah, it was very romantic. Thank you. Uh-huh. See, he, you love rom-coms. Yeah, I do. Go ahead. Don't, like, love, love is Ben alive. had his own fever pitch on Sunday. It, it, right? It, it, love it, is alive, man. Anyway. So that's why you came. That's why I came. Because I was itching to come and... <laughs> That didn't come out right. Go. Oh, okay. Just keep going. So I was really wanting to. I really want to show up. And uh, Emily finally was like, "Just go, just go." And yeah, I came on in. I couldn't help it. And if anyone was on your board, because I know, look, I, I like your board. I guess I, don't, I haven't read it in a while. They probably really hate me. Does Jag Rep still really hate me? I don't know. I don't think they think about you at all. Oh, Jag Rep does. Okay. I've got many a screenshot from Jag Rep. Anyway, they relate to that, you know. Like, because you can say that you weren't excited. The reason you got down early is not because of your obligations. You got down there early because little Chase from Amory would not have forgiven Big Chase, regardless of your journalistic integrity, if you did not show up and were involved with everything. And you went to everything. And when those little old ladies came up to you on the street and went, Chase, you're my favorite. He loves it. And you should. That's gratifying. It's great. It's also hilarious. Your demographic is sweet old ladies. I have no idea what we're talking about. It's fine. We're just talking. <laughs> I feel terrible. I'm gonna get back to tomorrow. Oh, um, and, 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 what's tomorrow? Well, I meant like, sorry, yesterday. I'm I'm all off from what I'm thinking. I'm I'm, I'm really I did not. My alarm didn't go off this morning, and I think it screwed up my entire day. I slept an hour later than I typically do, and I think it's thrown everything. When do you off. typically wake up, Chase? Between five and five thirty in the morning. If you went to bed at two in the morning, when would you wake up, Chase? At five or five thirty in the morning. What is the latest you slept? You said, you know what? I'm gonna go wild. I'm going to sleep as late as my the family's gone. There's nothing to do but fall asleep and sleep till I wake up. When are you waking up, Chase? This morning, which is about 625. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. so sad. That's so sad. You had convinced yourself in some ways. Because I, I know it was a bit. but What? Being a bad luck guy. Not I, really. I, I, I know it was a bit. But there was at least part of you that thought, yeah. I'm not going to be able to live this down if they fall apart once I show up. Right? Right. And it happened. And I believed it, and it, it was exacerbated, the problem exacerbated, by a very good friend of mine named Chase Parham, who encouraged the belief, and I guess it's, it's because you, you're competing with me. We're not friends. We can't, like, right, we're trying to get subs from each other. That's stupid. But and that's the only rationale I can come up with for you to encourage this, knowing your friend Ben is going to be buried under the jail, which I would have gladly accepted. But still, you have to be there. You have to be there. And I know I got there too early. But if you could have gotten there too early, maybe you would have gone too, whoever's listening to this and saying, oh, you should have gone. Yes, you would have. You would have gone too if you could have. You couldn't because it's a friggin' Wednesday. Well, with what we do, we can just, or Tuesday, we can just drop everything and go to Omaha. That's what we're supposed to do. So, yes, I wouldn't have forgiven myself, but so many other people wouldn't have forgiven themselves. They say, oh, I'm the, I'm the good luck person. And I left and they just left. You can go a bunch of different ways. So, I want you to now say it for the public to hear. Because you haven't done it publicly on Twitter yet. Your chains are broken. You're fully... No, 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 no. Because what did you do when they hit the home runs, the back-to-back-to-back home runs? When I was just saying, like, little hint of, oh, the curse. See, guys, I'm not that guy. It wasn't a little hint. What you said was, I bring the title taters. Right. That's cement. You're arguing... You are you are arguing... Title taters. T-I-T-L-E. Yeah. Sounds even stupider now that you say it. Because it was already really terrible. All right. Uh-huh. 
you're arguing semantically. You took you. It's like whenever I like had a. We uh, had freed Ben of the Jinx, is what yes. happened from being the bad luck guy. And then Bubba. when he said title taters, I said, "Okay, you now have said that you brought you're bringing the national title <laughs> to Ole Miss. So if they lose, you're back being the blitz. It's it, it, it's back on you again. But it didn't happen. Your chains are free. You've been absolved. It's you, all over. You had, as you had another forward. choice though. You had another choice there. Just don't do anything. But or come on. <laughs> What's funny about it too is we'll have mutual friends who will text me and go, "Oh God, you're gonna, he's going to get so in his head. Please stop. <laughs> you're going to you're, you're going to get in his head when you do that." And I'm like, "Well, that's why." That, that's well, no, the, I'd be that, mad at you if you didn't. That's way funnier. Oh, that's great. Of course, I, like, did I get my? Yes, I am the bad luck guy. If you hadn't said that, if you'd been like, "No, man, I, I I love and respect you like our friend Jeff back behind us," I mean, that's sweet and sentiment, but it's not you because you're like one of the like you're the biggest. Jerk that everybody loves, outside of Jeff. No, Jeff's the most respectful asshole. You're the one that everybody loves for some strange reason. So what was the best part yesterday? Best part? Yep. Man, I've talked a lot of, and it's, it was never personal because it's not personal. You know, we you got to remove stuff when you talk about Mike being. I know they're human beings, but mostly we're for entertainment value, right? Sure. So you can't like deny reality here. They were moving on, right? Yes. Vanderbilt was over. It was over for Mike if, Bianco. If NC State gets ahead, gets in ahead of Ole Miss, Mike Bianco doesn't just not win a national title. He's not the coach today. Correct. So that's why it's it's a hell of a sight to see after he's embraced his wife, who he's been with, and you know they they've gone through the ups and downs. She's ridden that roller coaster with him. He's got all his kids. I mean, he's got Drew there, decked out in Ole Miss gear, right? They're all there and celebrating this beautiful moment and the most surreal moment to me because that was awesome. But I'm being a little cynical, and I don't mean to be because I'm. this is a great day. Even for you who want to be, just say uh, it's really cool. No, it was a good day. Go ahead. Say yeah. you, you love the thing one. Oh, I absolutely love the one. That's yeah, sure. Go all ahead. Right. It was a surreal thing to say, see, and I don't know how I feel about it. Maybe it isn't negative. For him and Keith to be, like, embracing so hard, like, they were loving each other, which I get, but, like, they went through some stuff for a year now. Like the stuff in Birmingham with LSU, he had every right, did Keith. Like, no, everyone would have forgiven him. Even forgiven Mike, too, if they said, you know what, uh, it's been a great run. We are agreeing to mutually part ways, but we're going to co parent, like, wonderfully. It is. It, I'll, I'll mention just a couple things on that in a second. Yeah, look, it was a hell of a day for Mike Bianco in, in a number of different ways. It changes everything for him. But everything. It also was a hell of a day for Keith Carter in that a couple of different ways. A. I mean, A, not only does he not have to make that decision he was going to have to make, right. but now it is a lifetime of not having to make that decision. The Ole Miss baseball program is just a winning national championship Ole Miss baseball program yeah. moving on. That's it. And then, two, you know, you're an AD judged upon results mm-hmm. and results on the field and what you get built. They're in the middle of a capital campaign. He's having to navigate all this NIL, all these scholarship changes that are potentially coming to non-revenue sports. There's tons going on there. But his other legacy is Keith Carter's been the AD for a pretty short amount of time, and he has a Sugar Bowl and two national titles from team sports when Ole Miss hadn't had any since 1963, and frankly, from a sanctioned sport ever prior to that. He deserves so much credit for all that. I mean, Keith's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Keith's great, dude. I I dig it to Keith. I mean, Keith's been great. I'll just leave it there. But he's also had some hell of luck, too, now. I mean, some things break his way, and you got to have that to be successful. I mean, he's talented, and he's or like ship, you know, captain the ship in the right direction, and all that. But like this year, dude, they were seven games under five hundred no, no, in the no. SEC on May one. No doubt, May they one. They went eighteen and four yeah. since they got on the bus in Fayetteville. And you made a really good point. Like 
he's got all this other stuff with, with what's coming in college sports to do with real stuff. NIL, I mean, that it's a mess. He is shaping the university yeah. from, that from that standpoint these years. So one thing that needed needed to be down the bucket list, but was like, or not bucket list, but down the list, yeah, but sure. was like a constant nagging cockroach or fly was, could he fire Mike Bianco this year? And this year he was going to do it. It was done. You acknowledge that as well. I'm not on an island no, with yeah, that. Because no. he put off the basketball decision for a year. For a year. There was a reason. Ole Miss is still paying money to Luke, for God's sake. Yeah. Right? So, like, to not to have that forever pulled from his, his to-do list, that's huge relief for him. Relief for everybody. No one wanted it. Like, Mike Bianco dominating everything. No one wanted that. No one wanted that. So for someone like me who's, uh, you know, taking the emotion, have to, you have to, you've done it too, take the emotion out and just say what was really happening. Mike Bianco getting all those moments. Unreal. And I think the big, the, like, I know the greatest, you asked about the greatest day yesterday, or greatest moment yesterday. The greatest moment of the whole thing, we talked about this earlier, was when he went and shoot ass on that mouth. Turned to Garrett Wood, and they just stared right him in the face, man. That's going to be the forever, forever, like, lasting image for me. It's- I thought that was un- just awesome. Yeah. And I'm cynical as crap. I'll start there and then come back. Because I tell you, Mike Circle back. did. Yeah. Circle back. Exactly. Mike did a hell of a job in a number of ways. Mm-hmm. I thought there was two or three decisions that could have coin flipped negatively on him that I wouldn't have done. But for the most part, he handled the pitching almost pristinely the entire time. There was really not a bad pitching decision the entire tournament. But what you saw and what you're mentioning is, you want to you take a quick aside? or you No, I, I interrupt too much. And I've been told that. And I'm sorry. but Okay. No bad pitching decisions? None. Uh, is there one sticking out that yeah. I'm forgetting? Okay, yeah. go ahead. Well, he left in Hunter Elliott too long. See, I didn't think so. Hunter Elliott did the job. He forced a blue pop-up to a left-hander that just didn't get That's called. Fair. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. he got out of the inning. I mean, look, did he not strike everybody else out? Sure. But, no, I thought he – Hunter Elliott made the pitches to get out of the inning. It just that, – that was baseball. I mean, I know I'm not going to nitpick anymore. I will never nitpick my Bianco sure. again. So, point being is it shows Mike's growth as a manager on what you're talking about because Mike – the bunt was man. back to back to back yeah. after that and the pinch hitting on Wednesday night. Those were the two things I have the biggest. Have you talked about that publicly? Yeah, but let, let me get through okay, this. Sorry, and we'll stop. So I told somebody this. Maybe it was us. Maybe it was you. I don't remember. Earlier in the week, Mike picking those moments on when to do that because we're noticing what he did to Garrett Wood and those guys in the huddle and the way he commanded their respect and they were on it. But I mean, he, he it, that was like an er, young Mike mm-hmm. chewing. That was a big one. And he hasn't done that a ton. He's done such a better job of marathoning this team and figuring out when to push what buttons. I mean, we're at pretty much every game. We see everything. We know what he's like after games. He did that twice all season. He did that after the 13-3, lost to SEMO when they deserved it because they played like absolute terrible mess that day. And then right there because, look, if Garrett Garrett Wood, I'm not going to blame him for not catching the ball because it was a rocket. Come on, yeah. Yeah. But – he kind of loafed a little to the ball, and that allowed Michael Turner to get into second. If he gets to that ball as quick as he could have, he's out at second or even doesn't try or whatever, and that's different. So that's what Mike was – he was out there from an effort standpoint, a focus standpoint. Hey, guys, lock in. And they locked in on him. They kept eye contact, and he was – I mean, he was hard. He was that, that was on them. And then he comes back on it, and he's back and forth. He's not just hard on them all the single time. And that's something that, that Mike's had to learn. I think he has gotten much better at that over the years. Mike Bianco's a better coach today than he was 10 years ago, all the oh, way around. Absolutely. There, there, there's not a doubt about that. 
Um, so for him to have done those things and improve to them bring them here, they got a lot of team leadership, and not just him. I know he gets all the accolades, but there's 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 a list of guys here that did a lot from that standpoint. And yeah, seeing seeing Mike um, kind of get his moment yesterday, there's no doubt about that. I mean, you have to feel great for Mike Bianco. You got to feel great for Carl Lafferty, who's been with him since 2006, who's also dealing with, you know, because look, I mean, had that going that weirdly on that Monday. Mike was getting $2.52 million. Life and, and Clem weren't. I mean, they were guys who had to find jobs immediately. They had to get back on this thing. I mean, there is a title. They're about to have to go out on the road for 30 days. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched 15 year olds, you said? Yeah, they're, they're going to be in Atlanta for a month during July <laughs> after being exhausted right now. They're, Congratulations, guys. Yeah. It's a parade. Well, yeah. 15 year olds. So, all those emotional human things is you see that it's, it's their life's work, it's what they do, it's what they. Not just the success, but the not having to worry about tomorrow, mm-hmm. about what am I doing next week? Where are we living? I mean, you know, Clem's worrying about, hey, where am I coaching? Do I try to get on these head coaching jobs? Carl's going, hey, am I having to go be an assistant wherever? I mean, all those things, all those things get put aside completely now to where if they make decisions outside of Ole Miss, it's because they're choosing to do so and to moving their own career on their own pace. And that was that was cool. Just, there's a lot of hard work going into it. There's a lot of time. There's a lot of emotional sweat equity that has happened. And to see all their moments, you got right after the, the dog pile, Clem's picking Mike up in the air and they're hugging. And then you got Mike and Laugh sharing an embrace out on the field right after that. I was I in, in this business, we mean all the jokes and stuff about teams, you really care about people because you're yeah. around them so much that you do legitimately start caring about people. And that's, that's what I kept looking around. I saw Cammie and I said that those kids who, you know, look, we talked about it with Mike after he got choked up answering my question about Drew at LSU for senior day. Answering my question. The question, whatever, I don't care. No, the, you won't understand. The other We've side. that, which you had to deal with with that one time. The other side of that, too, is those kids were without their dads a lot. Those kids didn't have their dad at the games, whatever. Hey. There, there's a sacrifice on both sides of that. It's not just – Mike being upset. Ben Bianco didn't have Mike at his senior day at Louisville. Oh, my God. It's all those different elements. And for the kids to be there for that family moment, I thought that was really cool from that side. Of you got, And I'm, I would assume Catherine was there. I don't know where she was. I didn't see her. But, so, you know, there was multiple sons there. Like I said, Drew was there and Ole Miss stuff. It was, it was cool just to see whatever family dynamics they had possible there. Well, a place that, look, Mike Bianco took this job in June of 2000 expecting to be in Omaha a lot, expecting to win College Royal Series like he did yesterday. You know, he he had won three national titles in assistant LSU. He had gone to Omaha as a player. It was just expected, and it's been a long, tough road. It's been a lot of heartbreak over the time, and for all that to come to full fruition yesterday for everybody involved, was it was a pretty damn special moment. I get it now. You know what I get? I get why the little old ladies love you. That was so well articulated. Thank you. Very beautifully summarized. You used your whole like impressive chase voice too. I'm just a clown all the time. People like a lot of people don't like that Jagger up, which is fine. You don't have to like me. But man, that was moving. Well, it wasn't moving for Jeff. His mouth is wide open like you. a bass, and he's asleep. But that was really good. Like really good. Are you gonna write a book? Just say it. I mean, there. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I don't know. It's not done. Nothing's ruled out. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not ready to Chase, can I you may give you my stamp of approval as apparently your rival because, you know, when I was at my lowest moment as the bad luck guy, you didn't come to my aid like when I rolled my ankle stepping off the curb in Omaha 
Ben did completely fall yeah. down in front of I a thousand it. Ole Miss fans in the middle of the parking lot. That's line. a little much. I saved it pretty good, though. He just sat down. I just sat right down. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. You're going down, sit down. Yeah. I can't land like a cat. What yeah. I can land is on my big ass. Yeah. Right? But I get it now. That was so well put. You're better than me at this. What? And I trained you. You know him better than me. I'm just kind of curious. How long do you think Clem is here? What do you think his future is? Four years. No. No, no. He'll be here now. Because he's had a lot of opportunities already. Sure. But he just didn't go. Yeah. Like, good opportunities. Yeah. Now you have a national championship on your resume? Because he and Laff have both almost taken themselves out of yes. being in some head coaching jobs. Yeah. I mean, typically in the industry, it's different in baseball with everything. Recruiting is different. How coaches deal with each other is different. All kinds of – it's just different. We could get into a whole thing about that, but that would take way too long. Um, loyalty is crazy It's paramount. It is crazy when a kid commits and all the other coaches just stop recruiting the kid. Same thing with assistant coaches. Like, Clem and Laugh – I've been saying like a lot, I'm sorry. Clem and Laugh have been loyal to Mike. Clem's been here eight years, and he was the new guy. Carl, I mean, different, a little bit different with Carl because he played for him. He played he's, for him. Yeah, he's sure. been his guy, and he's had an established family here. Clem's yeah. trying to build a family here. Yeah. That's a different thing. He came here thinking, "I'm going to build the resume, go find the next one, and get the head coaching job." And yet, these coaches are willingly sacrificing what, in a typical industry, is like cutthroat as hell to be with this man. So you can understand why they might be throwing some shade on Twitter today or something, or or they're you know. Mike Clement said he's going to strike me out in BP, which he 100% will. I suggested that we put a lawn chair out there and let Mike sit there with a mimosa. Let me follow my fat face, ginger face. That'd be great. So, like, he's dedicated to the man, that loyalty. And you said it's like, it's all it is in baseball. It's crazy. It's nothing like that in football. Football is is vicious. Basketball, it's vicious too, but from Ole Miss, it's a little different. Ole Miss basketball, it's not as vicious. But that, that, to me... What a testament that is, but also it just tells you that it, they wouldn't do that for any old dude. So say what you want. If you've been the biggest critic of Mike Bianco ever, look at the loyalty. Now the loyalty paying off. So do I think he'll be here four years? No. I'd take that off. Take that off the record. Now that he's got that, he's been loyal. They've done the thing. Two years. You think it in some ways it frees it, it up frees because it frees it's, it. hey, we, we accomplished yeah. the mission. It, it frees laugh if you wanted to. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm sure you know laugh way better than me. He's probably told you the jobs he's turned down. Could you say definitively he's turned down better opportunities to say? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Then that's it. Now they've done it. Mike is paid in full. He's He can coast now. Once you've got title hardware in baseball, in football, we were talking about that earlier too. Gene Chizik happens in football. And then they're fired two years later, three years later. Baseball it doesn't happen like that. So Mike could – we miss the tournament next year, and if anyone bats an eye, well, whatever. They won a title last year. They won a title, the first title in a big three sport since the 60s, 62 to be exact. I think that it's a little different given Mike's stage of his career, too, that he can ride it out as long as he wants to ride it. You know, like, look, how long does he want to do it? I don't know. I mean, I guess he could announce a retirement tomorrow, but I doubt like, it. Promote- the next well, my, like yeah. Henry Lartigue becomes the next Carl because Carl can move on now. I mean, my point is that, you know, Mike told me, like I said, either two falls ago or three falls ago, he wanted to do 10 more years at that point. It's, I don't remember if that was 19 right. or now, what it was. Now that he's won a title, 
What do you I, think that is, though? It might shorten it, or it might not, because he might be reju- rejuvenated where this isn't hanging over his freaking head every year, because there's no doubt the losses have worked up to him. Because, you know, I thought that was an interesting, I don't know if you were listening or not, it was an interesting answer in the press conference when they said, you know, kept asking about emotions, and he couldn't give that because he said it hasn't been a minute. i, I got to kind of focus and let this run out, and then I'll know really what this means to me. I know I'm meeting your media, and, and it's stupid to critic, criticize media because I'm a part of that community. Yeah. But why do you, how can you ask him that right there? He can't process no, that. No. Right? He's, he's still in coach they're mode. They're blacked out at the yeah, moment. he's in coach mode, and it, all this has happened. There's no time to process it. But what he did point out was that every other year he's coached, he's had to give the speech at the end about how they lost their last game, oh, and it's dude. over. And it's the first time he hasn't had to do that, where he said, look, I'm not going to plan a speech because I'm expecting to win the game. You're not going to go there in your head early or you'll be screwed. But he has had to always do that. And it's the first time where the end means something completely different. Because he was blocking out even – he didn't want to answer the question. He said, I don't want to think about I'm going to get here in the fall and Tim Oko and Justin Bench and Kevin Graham are going to be on the field. I'm not going to coach those guys again. Today's just a celebration. Let's just talk about – let's just stay there today for that. But the point being is that Mike is 22 years now into his head coaching career at Ole Miss. He also was at Nice for three years. He's going to pass Skip Berkman next year for the second all-time winning as SEC coach. And that brings a whole different level now with the title as well. That title changes everything from a legacy standpoint. And then he's not stupid far from Ron Polk. Do I know that he think he's catching him? No, I don't think so. But he's only 400 wins-ish, Shaw Polk. Do you mean you set Mississippi State fan, fans aflame? Yeah, sure. Do you mean make Steve mad? Sure. My Bianco's better than Ron Polk. Well, I was getting there in a second. Is that the, what the title, what this does for Mike as far as elevating him in the sport? Because when you start going around – and I get it's just one, but th- this is my point. I got two different points, and I'm doing really bad podcasts right now. No, you're trying not. To do two things at once. I was going to say, like, is, listen, it's, it's like you're serving me up softball so that you can beautifully articulate these wonderfully scripted monologues that are beautiful. I'm not knocking them, they're beautiful. Support. You're so much better than me at this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? 
Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Here's the point, is that Mike Bianco is 22 years in, so he can ride it out as long as possible. Right. The title's there, and his teams are never going to suck for multiple years. Even if for some reason he has one bad year, there, there is the evidence that that's not going to happen two years in a row, so he's fine. Versus, and look, I, I think he's a hell of a coach. I would have hired him at Ole Miss if Mike had been fired a few years ago or left a few years ago. Chris Lamonis, he wins a title at State in year three, yep. whatever it is. Yeah. Well, if he's really bad three or four more years, they actually do run him out because he doesn't have that consistency and that longevity to make that a different argument. That's so that's really where it point. does become football-based as far as you have to have the other period of time to show that. You know, that's the thing. Um, but what you're mentioning, I mean, I, I've, I've had one guy on my brain for two days now, Dave Van Horn. You can admit this. I just keep rattling off to you over and over and over again. Because <laughs> we feel so bad for him. I do. Like, it's, look, Arkansas fans are the worst. But I feel really bad for Dave Van Horn. He's a guy who runs a preeminent program. They are great every year. And I'm, I, I've said this on my own podcast a thousand times. I guess this is my own podcast. What's my podcast? What's it called, Chase? Talk of Champions. Wow. It's on everywhere you find wow, podcasts. Hey, we are shattering walls. Yes, yes. Just as long as you don't make it the first listen of your day. Um. Ouch. I'll see you again. We you making, just you no, can't. Oh no. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Took a second. Didn't oh boy. It? Okay. Oh crap. So, Van Horn. Crap. In eighteen, if Carson Shaddy doesn't get in the way or whatever, and they catch that pop up and yeah. they win the national title, he's he's already a, probably a Hall of Famer. But he's talked about as a top two, three coach in the country every year, and he's that guy, and he's whatever. Well, Mike has become what Dave Van Horn would have been at that time now. Forget the extra Omaha things for Van, for Van Horn. I get he's been there more. They both won a ton of games. It's it's it, it, it's a different deal. It's, it, it's a deal where Mike's elevated legacy is so big because of that. Um, Mike Martin never won a title. Ron Polk never won a title. Right. Dave Van Horn, no title. You go down the list, it's hard to win a title. And it hasn't happened for so many people that this is this is a whole different structure for Mike, and it's a whole different structure for Ole Miss baseball. I mean, I said it during our postgame show. I'll say it again. Now that they have this championship, you look at a five-year run of national seed in 18, Super Regional Game 3 in 19, maybe the best team in the country in 20 when COVID hit, 21 Super Regional Game 3, and now a national championship. They're a top-five program in the country now. It recontextualizes everything he's done up to this point because now – if he just gives you that from here on out, that's enough. That's enough. It's the established consistency, and that was also what was the most frustrating for Ole Miss fans. That's what that was. What was frustrating? They were always right there. We've talked about this so many times. How the one sport legitimately on campus every single year since Mike got here that can lay claim outside of his first year to lay claim to being the number one at the end of the year was baseball. It was baseball. So yeah. Get, like he's, it recontextualizes everything to where if it's just what he was doing beforehand, now that you've got that, you're good now. I think it's great. Great also. And please acknowledge this because you know it's funny too. Mississippi State had that one trump card that fan base did. They had it for a year. Just one year. 
<laughs> and then Ole Miss wins. And they're all, and no matter what they say, it destroys them. Because who's their number three quarterback ever? Wayne Madkin? I don't know. They don't have much history in anything, but they got this one thing they can talk shit about at church. <laughs> and now they do not. A year. Is it better that Ole Miss won it after them, or should they have won it before them? I, I don't know if it's better or worse either way. Yes, it, you do. No, because if you if you win it before, the Ole Miss getting to it first would be a something that would drive them crazy considering their longevity of being good at the sport and probably should have won it multiple times and have not done that over the years. I mean, they didn't win the title with Rafael Pomero, Will Clark, Jeff Brantley, and Bobby Thigpen all on the same See, team. See, I'm much more – ridiculously loud about my snarkiness and making yeah. fun of state. You're just you're silent daggers. You're a silent assassin. I got like four chase daggers in my heart from this week. Still like planted in my chest. How do you get away with it? No one ever calls you out for it. But it being a year later, it doesn't cheapen anything. It doesn't cheapen states. It doesn't cheapen Ole Miss. It doesn't do anything like that. Now it does elevate it does elevate baseball in the state of Mississippi to a different level. That Neat. I don't know that it got credit for being. Neat. But um, there's no state prod here. He's no, placed, uh, these two teams hate each other. I, I don't even really mean that. I just mean I think it elevates both of them collectively, oh, which it, which elevates them individually. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. Mississippi becomes a destination spot in a way because of this. That maybe you where was, was it not like in the, the case. pantheon of destination places before? Uh, you it's still the there. I, mean, I don't the, know. Look, it's where old. was the place to go if you were coming out? It's still about money. Yeah. I mean, it's still about how much scholarship money do you have or how, now how much NIL money you have. I mean, look what LSU's done in the last week. They picked up Christian Little from Vanderbilt and Tommy White, Tommy Tanks from NC State. Well, they didn't do that with that NIL money. Yeah. There's something going on there. So the landscape is changing, but that's kind of what I'm saying. When you win a national title, you have a lot more NIL possibilities through your fan base because you'll be more willing to give than they it's were prying to you win that, win that title. And if I was Keith Carter, I'd have been walking through the dang Hilton over the weekend talking about NIL all weekend. All weekend. Because the thing is, after say Mike had gotten – or they agreed to part ways at the end of the year, like what was going to happen. Um, Keith would have gotten an initial surge of people coming with money because it's new. Yeah. But newness wears off. This is longevity. So now people will consistently give to the program that won the, won the title. It's crazy how that works. You know, they always won't change, 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 but – you know, this makes baseball. It changes everything about Keith's, uh, Keith's decisions and everything he's gone through. Mike, for God's sake, Mike, uh, the program trajectory. They're probably going to be able to get whatever they want done. They should build up Ole Miss Baseball Hall of Fame because now Ole Miss Baseball is the most con- consequential result on campus in modern history. It's a title. The Trump's mach- all, all other things. And, and I will say this, we've, we've talked about it, we've all gotten texts from people, we've seen it on the internet, almost kind of people criticizing people that were, I, I'm using it in quotes, anti-Bianco. But most of, those, most of those people just wanted to win. That's now, all, they, they, they were wanted. emotional about it, and I don't know that all of them took the, the pragmatism and the logic that was needed for the, the argument, but at the end of the day, he won. Like, it, it's just about winning. There's... Hardly anybody goes, I have an individual human problem with Mike Bianco. No one had that. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't exist. I mean, there's, of course, not everybody loves Our entire Mark. argument has been, should Ole Miss be better than they have been? That's it. That's right, wrong, indifferent, whatever you want to make of that. It's not even taking a pro or anti-Mike stand. That's not what it's about. The results are what they were. A lot of it is just him getting held to his own increased and, you know, raised expectations. He did that, Right. So you can't, in one hand, say, 
Ole Miss fans show up and believe in Omaha and, you know, the Wolf Pack and all the stuff they say. And then expect people when you fall short after you've told them to build these expectations to expect championships to then go, oh, the revenge tour. It's like tongue-in-cheek on Twitter. I've been putting the revenge tour is over. The revenge tour actually, though, is important. It makes a lot of sense to me. It's actually the topic I was going to now is Uh-oh. that – No, no, no. title of your book, Revenge no. Tour? No. But what is what is fascinating you is that – You just admitted that you're going to do a book, though. No, I, I have it. no – You confirmed it. I heard all it. Right. They all heard it too. That's a verbal contract, my friend. There's nothing definitive there. Oh, um, disagree by the letter of the law, sir. I believe I could take you to court on that. So, point being, this is the United States. We're the way Ole freedom. Miss did this. Had Ole Miss had that blazing year where it just worked out, and they like basically Tennessee, a Tennessee, a Tennessee type regular season. Maybe not to that level, but really good. Where they're a top five national seed. Their 2018 resume, and they uh-huh. just went and won the title. Uh-huh. Okay, great. Yeah, great. Y'all had a hell of a year, and y'all put it together, and look the team you established and whatnot. That would have been great in its own way. I think this is better for the program. This is better for Mike because what he okay because what he was able to do with this is they don't have the, any any level of scar tissue anymore. Mike coming into this season had never won a road regional. Okay, check it off the box. A team had never gotten hot that he kind of played like crap. And then went on that run like State's done so much, like Arkansas's done a little bit, like LSU does frequently every freaking year. And building that narrative. You're removing everything. You you get past Arkansas, which has basically become the freaking evil empire for all this baseball over the years. You get past you know a Miami team that that was a very difficult region situation in old for Ole Miss in the past. And you know, you Arizona beat you last year. Down the third baseline of the regional at home but against Miami. Yeah, I mean. A little I mean, bit and a little chase. Hoping yeah. for the best. You've got all that going on. You you had other SEC West teams in your bracket, and you got through the bracket. You got popped by Arkansas and came back another day and essentially won another game three. You know what I mean? You did all these different ah, things. Yeah, you Because to win the College World Series – you have to win a regional, a super regional, another regional, and another super regional. That's how the bracket's set up when you think about it. And they fight off two really good pitchers from Oklahoma. Kate Horton is a freaking beast. Jake Bennett's really, really good. And you said he was committed to Ole Miss. I he was committed to Ole Miss. Yeah, how would, a, how would a Horton, Delusia, Elliott rotation oh been this God. season? So, my point being is that when you get into next season – there's not even the hey, well they really good. they they really front ran. We're in Springfield but, now. Yes, I probably should check them out. No, I got it. I got it. Okay. Here, we're good. We're good. Uh, Keep doing your beautifully. Okay. My point being that they have the mic fell. It's all good. The mic fell. It's all good. Is that my fault or yours? No. Well, you hit the brakes kind of hard. Well, but it's fine. what was I supposed we're to good. do? So he's resolved everything that people have been critical about with him for a long time. If that makes sense, like. It's not a deal where they just won. They won by checking off every negative that was left in this program. Every one of them. In one all, in one postseason. Yeah, he's had great regular seasons. Mike Bianco as a regular season coach is never the problem. Ever. He's always been the best at process. The process. You can make fun of it because I make fun of it, but the system works. It works. It was elite. Every everything about the bones, the foundation was elite. He just didn't have the result, the one result. And, again, it's, it's raised expectations that he created those expectations. But now he's done He's done it. He's done it. And, yeah, it changes everything. I, I, know, I just can't believe it was this team that did it, though, man. <laughs> like, how did this team do it? How? 
And I'm not trying to be rude. I, I think Tim's a great guy. I like Timmy. Good friend of the Talk of Champions sure. podcast, sir. Sure. I, I think uh, Justin Bitch is a great guy. But how did they do it over, two, what, 2009? You're the Ole Miss baseball guy. Who are the, what's the best team in Ole Miss baseball history from talent perspective? Not from results, but from talent. 2005 or 2009. All right. Where would I think this, it's 2009. Where would this one rank to you amongst all of Bianco's teams as far as talented teams and, and maybe best of all time? Just talent. They're the best because they won. It's potentially recency bias because of it just happened and you're in it. I feel like you appreciate them more, you know what I mean, yeah. as, as time goes on. Yeah. But I had this conversation with my brother last night. and I saw Dylan. Did, did he tell you? No. Did, did he tell you? you? Uh-uh. I, saw him, I saw him right beside uh, Charles Schwab and I kind of um, – I don't think he liked it. I kind of uh, half-tackled him. Uh, okay. I hadn't seen him in a while. I hadn't seen all y'all in a while. It's been two years. How long for you? How long has it been since I've seen you? It's been a minute. Golly. Yeah, it's been I'm a, a terrible friend. He thought, and I don't. I think I agree with this. He thought this Ole Miss team, from a straight talent standpoint, right. up and down the board, just talent, was worse than 04, yes. 05, yeah. 09, yes. 18, 19, and 21. Who lost to Tennessee Tech? 18. That was my favorite team. I thought that team was. I mean, and I it's was essentially cocky. the 21 team, except you add you add Delusia and Elliott, and you lose Nikhazy and Oakland. And no matter what anybody says, I know what he did, and it's legendary. It is criminal, criminal, that they had Doug and Gunner for three years. Really only two because 20 can't be held right, against But them. that's part of it. You lost that year of them because they're going pro. They were going pro after three years. And I thought that's when it, that's when it dawned on me that maybe Mike is jinxed. Those are two generational guys. And he got a once-in-a-generation pandemic to lose part of their eligibility. And then Gunner blows out Really their best year. Because for those kind of guys, the sophomore year, when you don't have all the draft stuff on you is your best year a lot of times. because Gunner had figured it out. He was so dominant in the preseason. His freshman year, you know, his fastball was very fast but very straight. Yeah. And the slider wasn't – he couldn't break it in for strikes. Yeah. So he was coming and becoming Gunner Hoagland, the first overall pick, 17 overall to the Blue Jays. Now traded to the A's, which is dope. So, yeah, I mean – it was criminal, and I, that's when I thought Mike's cursed. If he can't get it with those two, they pitch you alone to Omaha. Alone. I thought that's when it was – and you had to acknowledge reality. If he can't do – if he can't get a break with that – because you do have to have a break in baseball. Some of it is directly Mike's fault that they were 2-9 and nine or 2-9 and nine sure. in Omaha advancement opportunities. There's, but I could also argue just as many, if not more, are just some really crappy luck. Evan Button game, and I love, God bless Evan Button. Don't know where he is, but I don't mean to be derogatory. But five outs to Omaha. Yeah, sure. That's bad luck. That Mike Bianco had nothing to do with that. Nothing. He didn't bunt before back to back to back home runs. His only poor managerial decision in that entire thing in '09 was I would have gone out and talked to go forth after the error because you had a freshman rattled. But again, that's not an in-game decision. Yeah, that's per not se. an in-game. That's nitpicking. Yeah, that's nitpicking. Take a break in the podcast to give a special thanks to the Clearwater Group, the primary sponsor of all your college World Series coverage here at rebelgrove.com. The Clearwater Group's been a uh, a friend of the podcast, of the website for a good bit of time for years now. I really appreciate their support to uh, get us to Omaha and cover Ole Miss in the College World Series. The Clearwater Group's a Mississippi-based public affairs firm focused on lobbying, communications, grassroots advocacy issues. 
They represent a wide range of national and state businesses and associations who are involved in healthcare, gaming, engineering, education, telecommunications, finance, and a number num- number of other industries. They have a proven track record of guiding successful client issues involving the legislature, state agencies, and local government entities. So if your business has any issues or projects being considered by state officials, partner with the Clearwater Group, clearwatergroupm.ms, to find out more from them. Really a special thanks for them. Podcast also brought to you by Johnson Hill Creamery. That's Johnson Hill Creamery just off Molly Bar in Oxford on White Oak Lane. And they've got a cheese class coming up. That's July 14th, 6 to 7.30. It's located there at their shop. It's uh, limited to 12 people per class. So take advantage of it. Go ahead. Sign up now. It includes a uh, flour cheese press demo, a Soprasada folding demo, three ways to style cheese, decorating with fruit and flowers, charcuterie board, building workshops, snacks, refreshments, even a dessert. And you take your uh, creation home when you are ready for that. So space is limited. Go ahead, give them a call. That's 662-419-9201 or cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. Podcast also brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Use code MPW for $20 off your first order with Prime Shrimp. They have five great flavors. The uh, the signature blend is my favorite. They also have the Louisiana Shrimp Bowl, a little spicier option. That's great in their current, uh, their new, their two new latest ones. They've got the uh, garlic herb butter. You put it over pasta, veggies, rice. A great creation there for you. Also, simply shrimp. It's great for kids. If you have a little more of a discerning palate, you can season it yourself. It's uh, just the shrimp. Again, restaurant quality shrimp in under ten minutes. Ships straight to your door. Use code MPW for twenty dollars off your first order. Again, that's PrimeShrimp.com. Podcast also brought to you by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Now you got all underwriting and processing is done in Memphis, so you're getting local, local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. And then the podcast is also brought to you by Northeast Spark. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, the Blaze, the 1 gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. I've got it at his home as well, so take advantage of Spark, your hometown team, bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-31. I just can't believe this is the one that did it. I just, and we've been talking about that for a little little while now. Because I thought, just like this was the one, when Andy Kennedy's last year, Ole Miss came into that year, they were hyping up their roster. They'd gone to the portal, Dominic Olenicek, Terrence Davis, he was an NBA player. He was right. Yeah. Later found out after he was gone. Brian, a bunch of good players. They hyped it up in the preseason because that was the year they knew going in there was a lot of pressure on them to succeed. And you can't convince me, yes, it was huge to get Tim Elko, Kevin Graham, and Justin Mitch back. What would the lineup have been without them? Horrible. Their natural regression hit T.J. McCants pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Hayden Dunhurst hit, got a little bit of hit, hit with the wall a little bit. Regression monster is mean, unforgiving. So they hyped this team up because they still had holes, like the rotation. We didn't know what the rotation was going to be. Drew McDaniel was the Sunday starter on opening weekend. Derek Diamond was the Friday night guy. Derek Diamond didn't pitch this week. McDaniel didn't either. McDaniel didn't either. Two of the three top 100 prospects from that class. The surefire slam dunk guys. Oh, yeah, we can count on them. And that's what makes it remarkable to me that this is the team that did it because – Andy Kennedy got sunk by the team. He had a super hype that really wasn't that good, but he had a super hype because he was in trouble. Now, Mike Bianco isn't a promoter, but Ole Miss baseball and Ole Miss community with baseball are pretty good at it. And they hyped this team up, and we both agreed they had a lot of holes. And for the first three months, they played like that team. 
and that's the one that won it. Not the one with Scott Biddle throw whatever that pitch was that was nasty. Not that one. Not Drew Pomeranz, my favorite player. I don't care. Call me a fanboy. You love Drew Pomeranz. Drew Pomeranz stuffing it against what? He didn't get to go? The year they had Lance and Drew together, they were a three seed in the regional. That is atrocious. I did not remember that at all. That is atrocious. They just won the national title as a three seed. Yeah, they did. But that has got to be the best three seed, right? Drew and Lance. There, that was a better three seed than this one. Come that, on, that's a good one. That's nope. a good question. Is this, that, was that a better three seed that should have won it? Baseball's funny. That was a mentally fragile team that was number one in the country or number two in the country early in the year and fell apart. He hired Brian Kane right after that because that was a just a mental wreck of a team. They had to win two games in Hoover to make the NCAA tournament. They get sent to number one overall seed Miami. It was it was just a that was a mess. But what um, was Miami in the overall seeds this time around? Six. Parallels. Yeah, a little bit. six. Six six for Miami this year. So um, it, was the, it was the mental resolve of this team. How do you find mental resolve when you're seven games under 500 on May 1? Just don't change? Like they, what, how do no, you, seriously. Process the process of Bianco's process. It worked. And, it we, worked we mentioned this yes, and we mentioned this yesterday. I might even mention it in my video last night. They liked each other. Something that we thought was a flaw early in the year because they didn't have the jerk. We always talked about, hey, they kind of need an asshole to get them going. Who was the asshole? They didn't. They actually liked each other. Oh, they picked it up. Like yeah. every time they started to have a we are old miss moment, if you want to use that in negative connotation, which is somebody the only went connotation and got it. to use. Some, you can't co-opt that to make it positive. No. So, I mean, TJ McCants was hitting 190 against left-handers, and then he gets the big hit against the left, you know, the two-run homer against the left-hander. You've got all these things where one dude just showed up mm-hmm. and it was somebody different every time. Calvin Harris got hot as hell in the postseason. By the way, buy all his stock for next year. He's gonna oh, have he's a hell of a year. He's gonna be the best player. Yeah, he's gonna have a hell of a year next year. You know, you think he'd be a top two round guy? You gotta see him on the plate first. Yeah, defensively, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's not bad. I mean, he's almost looked at as this like negative thing. He was like a top five catcher his entire That's high school career. Weird. I don't understand that. He can. He what, can catch. what is his deficiency then? He yeah. receives well. He just can't throw. But who cares? That's been de-emphasized. Now. Yeah, I don't know that he has a clear deficiency at all. I, I, I so really if he don't. frames well, then he'll be and he hits like he hits. He'll he'll be a pro. Yeah, and Ole Miss is very good at developing catchers. That is their. Are you that, shocked that, though that that's the position they all were catchers? Mike, Carl, all were catchers. Yeah. Not one of those guys. Not Stuart Turner. Not, well, Nick Fortes. Never mind. No. Is he the best catcher now in Ole Miss history? As far as talent, he's the one that made it to the pros. Because I was going to say they de- they never produced a badass catcher in the pros. Nick Fortes is hitting. He had a walk off the other night. You see that? He did. He needs to change his number though. The fifties look terrible. It's like fifty four. Is that what he is? Yeah, you can wear that as a pitcher. He needs to wear like what do you wear at Ole Miss? I can't remember. You remember? Yes, you do. Seventeen, maybe. I could be wrong. Seven? I seven, seven, seven. Maybe a seven. seven. Okay. Seven. Yeah. I'm disappointing you. That old Chase would have known Numbers that. are not a thing for me, you actually. Would, uh-uh. Not even little Chase? No. I used to memorize the Ole Miss football uh, media guide. Like, Camon Fisher was weirdly one of my favorite players ever. I have no idea why I'm telling you this. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, yeah, I mean, is he the best catcher? I mean, Nick is a great athlete and a great hitter who happens to play certain positions on the field. So he would not be the first one you took in your catcher draft? Not to actually play catcher, no. How many of the players on this championship title team would you pick as the best at their position in Ole Miss history? Name me two. One, I think you can figure out, but two. Who's for sure? I don't know. 
I'm asking you. I, maybe from a straight number standpoint, do you make a case for Gonzalez? Straight shortstop. numbers. A shortstop. Short. That's a. Come on now. I know. You can put him over Cozart. I don't. Okay. But so his numbers it. are given the time period of right. when he is playing right. are better. So he could eventually pass surpass these people. But just yeah. right now, in this frozen in time moment, moment they've won a. Title. And his defense isn't close. Not close. Yeah. And we have to measure defense. Because I think Gonzo's the third baseman at the next level. He is. And they think that too. They just said we're not going to move him off shortstop in college. Yeah. They all will tell you that. Yeah. Mike will tell you that. He'll just tell you off the record and he'll deny it publicly. But that's what he would do. He would put him at third if he was coaching the, in the minors because he didn't have the body for it. And that, that uh, misplay he had just was – I think it was obvious. You know, the drop. Yeah, He sure. took a terrible route. He's slow. He's big and lanky. He came through, by the way, after being terrible. And then Mike said he wasn't. He, he was. It's okay to say. He yes. looked so uncomfortable until yesterday. He was just locked completely in. He was great yesterday. That's what studs do. That's what studs do. Yeah, you've had me down. Marshall Henderson had the right personality for playing competitive sports. Yeah, I might miss miss 15 shots, but the next 10 are going in. Jacob Gonzalez has no personality whatsoever publicly, but as a baseball player, he is cocky as hell. He's just like, oh, it'll turn around. It'll come and get He what? ran one out of the yard on Kate Horton. Destroyed he got three it. hits. Oh, that's dope. And then the play, the, I mean, we're kind of just rambling towards yeah. the end here now, but the – How long have we been going? 50 minutes. Wow. I'm just shepherding you through the podcast. And also shepherding me home. Yeah. Because I'm driving and tired. So I couldn't go to sleep last night. You know why? Yeah. Because I was I was so caught my dad brain is so broken. I couldn't figure out how I was gonna put all the luggage you in. You were worried about that. Yeah. I couldn't sleep. Isn't that ridiculous? When did I become an old man? I was like, I maybe I'll I, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to take my stuff out, I'm gonna put it in an Emily suitcase, I'm gonna sacrifice my own luggage yeah. so that we can get you home. So, God, you did think about that. So, all night. And again, I mentioned this yesterday, but I want to get your thoughts on this. Do you really, though? Yeah, no, I do. Mike said that that was not a hit and run. It was a straight steal with McCann's, and Bench recognized it and punched that ball through the four hole. Then that is the that is the that, that is the best play of the season, if that is the case. Outside of what I asked you yesterday, do you think – Hayden Dunhurst throw, threw into the runner on purpose. David Johnson asked me this question. First. I mean, I want to ask him now, but I have no idea. I do, too. I feel like an idiot for not asking him. That's brilliant. My gut is no, but, but you I want it to sure. be the case. Yeah. Because if he – if he, uh-oh, I got to slam more race. Because if he did do it on purpose, that is a baller move to make. But you don't think so. So the best play was then that, what you said. Because the recognition there against those type of arms. Let it fall again. You got it? I got it. Good job. The recognition there against those kind of arms. See, that's why everybody loves you. You evolve at a, you're so at a rapid rate. Podcast has to pause for three seconds while we're going around a big loop. Does it really? Well, no, but I couldn't talk. I was hanging on. Are you scared? Life. No, I just was Was it pretty sh- It was pretty sharp. It was pretty sharp. Well, my phone was falling, and you know I protect it with like my life. I'll jump in front of Do you tell them what your battery life stuff is? No. <laughs> it's insane. My, my battery or my phone encourages me. Like, Ben, good job, man. You're down 28% from last week. You're jacked up every single week. Yeah. It's mine's, like you challenge yourself. Mine's like basically smoking out of the top Dude, of it at the end of the day. He has, he's in 10, 10 plus hours yeah. of on, on phone. Like, all of, there's not a single hour that goes by that you don't look at your phone for at least a quarter of it. It's crazy. My brother's calling me. I can't talk to him right now. Anyway, what? 
So we are uh, we are in Branson, Missouri. We're headed back. When's the last time um, you went to Branson? I went with my family when I was like a kid. I've never been to Branson. That would be something hilarious to do. We could do a simulcast. We go see Wayne Newton. Does he still go there? No, Wayne Newton's in Vegas. He's in Vegas. Who's in Branson? He used to be in I have no Branson. idea. No, can't help you. Ah, whatever. Yeah, never been to Branson. I had an old, had my fourth grade picture, seeing how much of a winner I was. My fourth grade picture, I'm wearing a huge Branson shirt oh, with really? boots facing each other. Oh. oh. I was I was crushing the game, Chase. Yes. He also said you have more game than me. You did. Okay. Oh, you're still hold on to that. Say no doubt. Okay, I love the confidence. We're both happily married men. Many of you guys will be back at uh, at Swayze by two o'clock today. Parade five fifteen on Wednesday. Celebration after that at uh, at six. Um, gonna try to get home today. Can I plug something? Yeah, sure. One thing. Yeah, go ahead. You don't have to like me, but if you'd like to, please just. Tune in the podcast every once in a while because I like my show. It's kind of fun. You gotta tell them to rate, review, and subscribe. No, because you've convinced me that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Are you are you positive it doesn't matter? I'm 100. Then I will never say it again. Okay. Because Chase dictates everything. I see the truck, Chase. God, you're like Emily. I love you, honey. You're like Emily. She does the same thing. She does the the hand. You don't say anything. It's more condescending when you do the hand, right? Because you weren't the one that tapped me on the head, right? No. No, that was Jeff. You tell him what you did? Tell him what you did, Chase. When? Let Rebel Grove decide if this was okay. When? Like, you don't know exactly. You just don't want to say it. You don't want to say You do know I used my hand, right? You couldn't tell because it was the top of your head. It really was your hand? Yeah. He, that changes everything. Ben thought that I kissed the top of his head, but I didn't. I kissed my hand that was on the top of his head, being pretty condescending at the moment, actually, because of whatever we were talking about. That changes my entire perspective. Yeah, no. It was, I thought it, I shared a special moment. No, it was my hand. Uh, I didn't really so. think that it's a joke. Yeah. Anyway, I know a lot of people don't like me. That's cool, man. Like what you like. But if you want to, there's another Ole Miss podcast that, I mean, we used to do podcasting together. Sure. And one day, we, we could just do everything together if you wanted to. All of us be friends. Why not? Well, not all of us. There's some, I don't know. Book's still out. But you've got an open invitation, Chaser, to come right in, walk in and talk of champions. I don't know, blow up an air mattress, lay on down. Because that's essentially what we did. We were bored, and you said, let's record. And I said, I don't want to do that. That sounds terrible. I'm nervous. And then you could hit record anyway. Because you dictate everything. So we started talking. Ben Garrett, talk of champions, the old Miss spirit. Sorry. Uh, Normal show on Tuesday morning for us. And then uh, we'll let you know the rest of the week. I got a couple people I want to talk to, some guests, some different things. So we will uh, we will get that to you and then uh, content everywhere that you would uh, you find that. Go Had ahead. you not been stuck in a car with me for eleven hours, is there any chance any of your coverage would have involved you and I talking for an hour about Ole Miss? Well, I would have done a regular show today, so probably I wouldn't have done the same show twice. That's very doubtful. No, what I'm saying is, you never would have invited me. Uh, well, I did that. I'm shocked. I invited you on the crossover a year ago. Yeah, and you didn't even. I mean, you didn't even say you did it. So it's full circle. It's like, it's Garrett, like, it's like, you're, hiding, it's like you're hiding from your past. We uh, we back hiding with you again. Friends, Oxford buddy. Exxon podcast on it Tuesday morning. Hope all of you have a wonderful day. Bask, enjoy. Uh, Ole Miss is your 2022 College hey, World Series. If we did national a bet, champion. If we were, if we did a bet, I would have said, hey, if Ole Miss wins a national championship, you have to publicly say "hotty toddy." That would have been the bet I would have made. So can you just say it? Say it. We would have bet something. You didn't make it. That's, that is Ben's fault. It's his problem. Oh, we'll be back with you on Tuesday. Have a good day. Take care.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.